The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. To something like a mind that's planning a lot, there's incessant planning thoughts going on, strong energy behind it, then it's possible not only to notice that we're planning, but it's possible to notice that there's a physical side to it. There might be some kind of uh, tension in the body connected to it, maybe the, around the eyes or the shoulders or the stomach, some place where that's really kind of, you know, represents kind of that engagement. And you can see sometimes when people think a lot, you can see in their face, you know, their eyes get all scrunched up or their fur or their brow or something. And we, we engage parts of our muscles sometimes when we're really intensely thinking about something. And sometimes it can be seen, and sometimes it can't be seen, but it can be felt. And you can feel subtle tightening or pulling or pressure in different parts of the body. If there's regular ongoing thinking, if you're really quiet, you'll notice how it expresses itself or manifests itself in some physical sensations or energies somewhere in the body. So maybe it might be planning a lot, and I can feel that maybe there's a tension around my... my, um, my um, you know, in my forehead maybe, of kind of crunching down and focusing. I can also notice that the experience is unpleasant. The, the thoughts themselves, the way the energy, the speed of them, the, the attachment connected to them, the concern attached to them, um, it's unpleasant. Uh, the tension I'm feeling might be unpleasant. If I check into the general mood, general state of mind that I am while I'm having those thoughts, it turns out that um, there's worry. And there's a kind of state of worry. And the worry is strong enough that it kind of affects how I'm aware. And you can see that sometimes also on people's faces. If someone's afraid, their eyes are, tend to be more wide open, they're more awake, and you can kind of tell that someone is concerned about something. And uh, so we can also feel that in ourselves. We can feel the sense of how awareness is kind of the, part of the mood of how we, uh, that fear is part of the mood of how we are. So these four things, we can notice the physicality of it. We can notice the feeling tone of it, pleasant, unpleasant. We can notice the general state of mind in which it's operating, the emotional state, perhaps. And then we can notice the particular content, the particular factors of mind operating. For example, we're having thoughts. We can see the thoughts. And by teasing that apart, we get a much better handle on what's going on. And it's easier to and not be so seduced by the content of the thoughts, but what we're thinking, and get swept up into their momentum. But back to, you know, to really to feel uh, that there's these different aspects. And when they all come together, all at once, without seeing them as being distinct, there's a lot of momentum. There's a lot of tendency to kind of get, get lost in those thoughts. But once we step back and see, oh, they're made up of f- some physical parts, some energetic parts, some feeling tone, pleasant and unpleasant that I'm reacting to, then, um, you know, a state of mind, a way of being aware, then sometimes it's easier to be present without being swept away and caught by those thoughts. So um, there might be thoughts that have desire thoughts. There might be thoughts of aversion or hostility or resentment. There might be thoughts of confusion, doubt. There might be thoughts of regrets that we might have. And, come, and that comes along with, with feelings and the sense of those. And um, 
And so when those things happen, it's possible to kind of step back and say, what else is happening here that's clearly related to it? Physically, feeling tone, the general state that we're in, and then kind of the whole situation kind of open up. One of the ways in which this kind of making these distinctions can open up is that when you, when you start distinguishing things, then there's gaps between them. There's kind of a little bit of space between them. And in that space is where we can find our freedom. But if everything's just a big, one big buzz, it's, too, it, it's hard to find our freedom. It's hard to find how not to be caught up in it and concerned about it and lost in it and trying to fix it and analyze it and do all kinds of things. But when we can step back and be mindful in a way that sees that made up of these component parts, then it's possible to also notice that in the gaps or in the space around them, there's also a place to be at ease and peaceful and to be um, equanimous or to be free. So, um, so some of what this is about now is about mindfulness of thinking. And so we'll do a little bit of that at the beginning of the sitting and, and then maybe you'll get a sense of how this it works for you. So you can take a meditation posture. And gently close your eyes. And then take a few long, slow, deep breaths. And really maybe take really deep in-breaths so you feel like your rib cage expands, your shoulders lift, almost like you're getting a massage from the inside, stretching, breathe in fully. And then with that, after that full in-breath, maybe there's a chance to relax, settle more deeply into your body as you exhale. Breathing in deeply, exhaling. And then let your breathing return to normal. And then spend a few minutes quietly tuning into your breathing. Tuning your, the, tuning your awareness to experience breathing rather than having your awareness tuned to your thinking.
And then as you're sitting here, you can stop focusing on your breathing now. And instead, become aware of yourself thinking. You're allowed to think, no need to let go of it. It's kind of like you're looking at your thinking right in the face, you're seeing it clearly, recognizing the fact that you're thinking while you're thinking. If your thinking stops, you can go back to your breathing if you want. But as soon as you start thinking again, bring your attention back to thinking. Not to let go of it, but just let it be there and just be able to watch it, be present for it. And as you're mindful or aware of thinking or trying to, what's the the attitude or state of mind or quality of that attention? How are you attempting to be aware of thinking? And you notice whether, when you think, do you think more in words or more in images? And either way, is there any sense of a location where the words are spoken? or where the images appear. And in that location, if there is one, What's the energetics of your thinking? Are you thinking fast and furious? Are you thinking slow and calm? Is your thinking forceful or is it very light touch?
Is there any physical sensations that you can feel that might be connected to the fact that you're thinking? Could be somewhere in your head. in the torso, in the belly. What's the attitude or the mood that's expressed in your thinking or comes with it? And as you're aware of thinking, when you're aware of thinking, is there anything that's about that experience which is either pleasant or unpleasant? Pleasant in and of itself, pleasant or unpleasant in how it's experienced in the body, with the emotion that's connected to it, the energy, or perhaps even with how you're aware of it. And it's fine to be not focused at all on the content of your thoughts, the ideas, but rather on the event of thinking, physicality of that, the feeling tone of it, the attitude or mood associated with it. And in doing so, is there any sense of freedom or equanimity 
in relationship to your thinking. And then if you'd like, you can return to your breathing. Centering yourself on the experience of breathing. But if your thoughts predominate, or some reactivity of the mind predominates, let that be the subject of your mindfulness.
So these four things that we're focusing on today, the four distinctions, it's maybe useful to think of them as operating all the time, just in different degrees to each other. So sometimes it might be predominantly body sensation, that's the loud thing, but then the feeling tone, the mind states, the mental activities are secondary. And sometimes it's the pleasant and unpleasant which dominates. Sometimes it's the mind state, the mood. Sometimes it's the particular thoughts and reactions you have that dominate. But each time, whatever dominates, you can look around and see what else is going on. Can you see these other component parts? Um, And the one that's most useful uh, overall, I think, is uh, the body. Uh, If you keep coming back to the body, what's it like physically? And there's so many different areas of life where it's possible to get skilled at recognizing the physical way it's registered or expressed or felt. And, um, and that gives you a lot of information. It gives like a doorway into a deeper self-understanding. So now we have, uh, we'll take 35 minutes for a while.